and welcome to a new episode of the Military Spouse Show with Krista Wells, your host, and I'm Wendy Poling, your co-host. On today's show, we share insight and inspiration for intentional living. Hey, Krista. Hey. Today's show, we're going to be talking about how to get savvy about saving money, everyone. We're excited to bring you a special guest that's got some advice to give us on the topic of money. This is one of the topics that we've heard from our listeners want to hear more about finances, and it's a really, really hot topic. It's something that we don't always want to talk about openly with our friends. Jen and Krista have had a long relationship, and they have connected online, and we're excited to bring her as an expert to the show today. We'll put up the website in advance so you can check her out as we do the show, jenhemphill.com, J-E-N-H-E-M-P-H-I-L-L. We encourage everybody to check out Jen's website as we get started here interviewing her. And if you happen to be on Twitter, her Twitter handle is Money with Jen. Krista, we're going to talk about money. And I know you're a mom of four kids, so you have lots of strategies around saving money, navigating life with little ones. So we're going to kind of talk about it all today. Yeah, it sounds so great. I'm so excited about today's topic. I have so many clients that come to me and After a couple of sessions of talking about work stressors and how to get into a new job, often money comes up as a big issue. I love that we can feel a shift with our money and feel empowered to change. And regardless of our situation, not brush it under the rug, but just like bring it out in the open and talk about our financial problems and try to be very solution-oriented. I have military families that have lost money because they're moving and out of work for a little while or have a client that had infertility expenses or sometimes people are doing really well with savings and then a home emergency comes up. So I love that we don't feel like money's in charge of us, but we can actually make a shift internally and feel like we're in charge of saving our money and coming up with a plan. So I'm really, really excited about the topic. Sometimes it can feel boring to get, you know, to start paying off debt. My husband and I in 2009, I think it was, read The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. And I was noticing that we would get really, really, really good. And then something would happen and I would go back to some old spending habits and things like that. And then I read some research that made me feel a little bit better that said it can actually be in a woman when your estrogen is dropping and mood boosting serotonin is dropping, that you're actually more likely to spend and find those little comfort splurge things. So now that I'm aware of that, I do it so much less. And sometimes it's just about increasing our awareness and not being afraid to talk about money, to read about money, to get a plan over saving, find out where, you know, how to plug up some of those holes. And I have found the internet to be so resourceful, even if I'm just looking up frugal tips for back to school or frugal tips for cooking meals for the six of us or things like that. I was just reading in The Food Babe, which is a great book on diet, but she was saying how meat should be more of a condiment than the main course. And even just starting to make those little changes, (laughs) I I realized our grocery bill went down because I was thinking I'm buying, you know, maybe even a better quality organic meat, but I'm only buying a little bit of it. And um, just being more aware, like, oh, no, I'm throwing out vegetables once a week, so let's stop doing that because there's a cost associated. So increasing that awareness all around with our money, I think, can be so helpful. And I am so excited to have Jen here to give us some even more in-depth expert knowledge. And I can say firsthand that Jen, I don't know exactly which one she's going to share today, but a couple of years ago, Jen had coached me around money. And she told me to do some simple tricks. 
and one of them was automating my savings. So every month when I was getting paid, I was taking a percentage of my paycheck and putting it automated right into my savings. And she even got me to where I would walk into Marshalls to buy a pair of shoes for like $36 (laughs) that I thought I had to have. I love this story. Right in Marshalls, I took that $36 and I transferred it into my savings account and I walked out of the store without the shoes. And believe it or not, I'm still living and breathing today, like a year later, and I have a lot more in my savings account. I actually had zero dollars in my savings account, living paycheck to paycheck when I first sought out Jen's counsel. So I am super excited to bring her back today and have Wendy interviewing her and hopefully passing on some of the wisdom that she shared with me with the broader audience of all of you. So I'm super excited. On her website, it's awesome because she says, your money mindset is the foundation to your success with money. And isn't that the truth or mindset about most things, right? I want to encourage everybody to stick around throughout the show because we're going to interview Jen, but then Chris is going to come at the end of that interview share some other tips and strategies for you around money. Today's kind of a short show. It's only 30 minutes, so we can get you um, a lot of information out to you during your drive to Target or drive to your morning commute or whether you're going to pick up your kids from school or whatever. So that's what our goal is, to give you some real strategies and how-to advice around the topic of money today. So with that, I want to welcome Jen Hemphill to the Military Spouse Show. Jen, thanks for making time. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's exciting just joining uh, you both. And, of course, as you know, as you mentioned, Krista and I go way back. So it's uh, great to talk to her. It's been a bit, though, Krista, right? <laughs> we haven't yeah, chatted in a while. So we still need that catch-up call. But, no, thank you so much for having me. You bet. As we get started, if you don't mind, if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and what your connection is to the military life. Sure. Well, I'm um, Of course, you know my name, Jen Hempel, and actually I am an Air Force spouse. Um, My husband is active duty military, and this June it will be 15 years, so we'll hit the 15-year mark, so that's exciting. We have two boys. They're they're quite a handful, but they're very sweet. (laughs) What else can I tell you? I'm actually from Colombia originally, so I speak uh, Spanish as well, and definitely I am passionate about helping women uh, in the area of money. So that's, in a nutshell, a little bit about me. Awesome. As military spouses, I think we sometimes kind of wonder how can we create a life and career as we're following our spouses around, and you've certainly done that. Congratulations to you. It was on your website, and as you guys are listening to the show, you need to go on there. It's such a slick, nice-looking thing. Well done. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, there's opportunity for people to sign up for your newsletter and different things. So I just want to toss that out there. Let's kick into your tips for saving money, and I know you have three specific tips for us today. Sure. The first one, uh, and Krista knows about this, is a mistake that a lot of people make, and that is going around giving all your money a job. Okay, so what does that mean? So, for example, I know Krista mentioned her uh, trip to Marshall's and how she saved that $36 or that $35, and she immediately transferred into savings. So what that means is on your budget, and hopefully you're using a budget, you got to account for all your dollars. So in a sense, you're living paycheck to paycheck. It's not bad if you give everything a job and it's working towards your financial goals when you're saving, where you're paying off debt and all that. So really that's a key. That's the first tip is giving the money a job. So if you're at a grocery store and you plan on spending $100 that day, but you end up saving 
$20. What are you going to do with those $20? You've got to do something with it because really, in essence, if you don't, it kind of disappears. So that is really, really key is making sure that every dollar has something to do and it's working for you. I think that's great. You're right. It does disappear unless I know what I'm going to use that money for. Give your money a job. We can only give our kids a job too. (laughs) 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 I always tell my dog, when are you going to get a job, Boomer? But I like this. I give my money a job. I love it. Okay. Awesome. So if you're ready for take two, I'll go ahead and actually I have a fourth one if you don't mind, but I think it's really important. So I'll be quick about it. I promise. (laughs) Okay. The second tip is one of the, is just stopping the dilemma of your savings dwindling down because a lot of the struggles and a lot of the frustrations and questions I get uh, coming through to me is how you're saving, but then life happens. I mean, it inevitably happens. And then you have to start all over with a savings, right? That's very, very common. So really what you need to do, there's two things. You've got to really decide what is going to be considered an emergency. So everybody in the household has to be in agreement. Okay, what is going to be considered an emergency? What is coming out of this emergency account? So car maintenance, that's not an emergency. Granted, if it's a car accident, that's different. But you got to save for that car maintenance. So that leads me to also tell you that you can open up more than one savings account to avoid that dilemma. So let's say... Uh, your car needs new tires. Well, you have to replace the tires every so often, right? Uh, you can save up. You can have a separate account in addition to the emergency funds account where you put money away for the car, uh, oil change, for every type of you know car maintenance that your car needs, uh, and so forth. So there's no hard rule that you only can open one savings account. And for some reason, people get stuck with that tunnel vision of, well, we only have, we need one savings account. You can open up more than one savings account. And that's how you can avoid that dilemma. Decide what is an emergency and everybody be in accordance to that and open up more than one savings account. I love it. I just did a blog post on this a couple months ago, which was how to save for an emergency fund. But you're right, it begs the question, okay, so what's considered an emergency? I didn't talk about that. So I need to link to your post on this topic. That's great. Okay, so the first one is give your money a job. The second one is decide what is considered an emergency to, so that way you can keep your emergency fund intact. Absolutely. And if it requires a second account, get one. Okay, start one. Yep. All right, got it. Number three. Number three, and Crystal mentioned this, is automating savings. I know a lot of people, there's still a lot of people that don't do this, and they don't do this because they're fearful of you don't have it, Right. So here's the deal. You have to really be have a clear picture of what's going in, you know, what money's coming in and what's going out. And that's the problem that people don't have that ha- the people have, I'm sorry. They don't they're not clear on this. So therefore, they don't know if they have the money to save, right? So that's where you have to start is really getting a clear picture of what you have and from there it'll be a non-issue. You can automate your savings without a problem, without having that fear of, well, are we going to have enough money for our other stuff? And even if for some reason you overestimate and you put a transfer, an automatic transfer of more than you should have, well, it will be in your savings account. So, so you, you can uh, withdraw from that and you just can readjust that. 
amount that you automatically transferred. And it's easy to start, just to learn the process, you can start with 3% of your income. And then if you're doing okay, move it to 5%, move it to 10%. Or if you get a raise at work, you know, start with 3% and then you get a raise at work and take the raise and put that as your automated savings. Absolutely. Because some, some, a lot of people do, and we've done it before, so I'm guilty of it, is that as we uh, gotten an increase in income, we upgraded our living <laughs> instead of saving that extra money and still living on the income that we were living before. Okay, so I'm writing all these down so we can put them in the show notes. That brings us to number four. And the last one is a fun one that I think is important to keep you motivated, and that's celebrating your money wins. And that's something, one thing that in my personal experience, um, because I'm just hard on myself in general, um, is what I've started this year is just celebrating my wins. So what I've done is I've gotten just a calendar that I've put on my wall, and on there, I'll just celebrate all the wins. And, and I want you to celebrate your money wins. It can be, you know what, I avoided the, uh, buying those $35 shoes at, at Marshalls. Write that down. So you can write all those. It doesn't matter how big, whether you paid off some debt or small. Maybe you found a nickel on the floor. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is, but really celebrate that. Because you, if you put it in front of you, the days that maybe you're frustrated or maybe money's stressing you out, you look at your calendar and see what you achieved. Because it'll, it's a definitely a confidence booster, and it'll motivate you to keep going and keep doing uh, the right things with your money. So that's the last one that added bonus that I wanted to give. Yeah, and sometimes if you are you're doing good for a little while and then you lose motivation do you have any tips for how we can stay motivated when we have those kind of like we're doing good for a while and a while and a while and then we feel like oh this is too hard and we give up how to kind right. of push through that right well one i'll go back to celebrating make sure that you incorporate celebrating your money wins and number two really think of your why why were you doing this uh, in the first place. And I don't want you to answer, well, I wanted to get out of debt. No, you've got to go further behind what the why is, is maybe to uh, free up some money so you can go on more on vacations. I love vacationing, so I might bring this up over and over again. But what can you do with that extra cash? Or maybe for you, it's uh, treating yourself to a manicure, pedicure every so often. So just really go back to that why as to why, I'm repetitive, as to why you started this process of really getting out of debt. And what also think about what pains it will take away, what frustrations and stress, because honestly, money is stressful to a lot of people. So just think in terms of those things. What can you do with that extra cash going and really thinking through your why and what is it going to take away that bothering you, the stress, the frustration, the pain, and so forth. I love that, Jen. What do you think is the underlying shift that people need to make to take charge of their finances? Because a lot of times, you know, we all know, Chris talks about this a lot, we know what we should do, but the doing part of that is where we get stuck. Exactly. That's true to many people. And I'm going to say three words. And it's all the same words, mindset, mindset, mindset. I know I talk a lot about that on my blog. And also, it's really going to address your money roots. And what I mean by your money roots is thinking back to how you grew up. 
around money because how you were brought up around money is affecting you. And, you know, you have to break up cycles in other areas in your life that were are not very good cycles, but the money part is something that you also have to address because if you're finding yourself uh, continuously thinking, we can't afford this, but we can't afford this, and we can't afford this, your mind is it's not going to allow your mind to think of how you can make that happen. So really the mindset is key in really addressing those money roots. And again, in other words, how you grew up around money, what you heard a lot of, and uh, turning that around into a better mindset. Mm, that's awesome. I love it. One thing that I think really helps with feeling more empowered around money for me is to learn more about it because it's something that we didn't really learn in school. So I'm constantly reading books like Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey, and I just recently read Tony Robbins' book, Money Master, The Game and How to Play It or something like that. And I was so inspired because he had stories where people were taking like 10% of their income and investing it with a modest income and turning into millionaires. So it was really, really inspiring for me to read up on it and learn, you know, to even ask our financial advisor what the fees were and how to, it was better to buy index funds than to buy mutual funds. But the more and more I read, the more I felt like I can, I can do this. I can save, I can invest, um, I can do things like that. And I like the reminder. So I'll often put on my radio in the car um, business shows and things about money and things like that. It's kind of that ongoing reminder. And I know, Jen, you're coming out with a podcast soon, so can you tell us what that is? Because just tuning into a podcast and getting a tip here and there can keep us tuned into that awareness around our finances. Sure, absolutely. Well, I'm completely excited about the podcast because uh, if you couldn't already tell, I love speaking. So I'm excited about this. And the reason I'm doing this is there's really, yes, there's podcasts for women. There's podcasts around money. There's podcasts uh, for women and money, but really that there's different issues that we as women face. There's a, granted, we have to deal with our money the same whether you're male or female, but there's different issues that surround us, the guilt of spending money or, and things of that sort of how to speak to your spouse with around money because it's a stressful conversation. So there's, I have not found a podcast like that. So the whole purpose of my podcast is yes, I want to teach and inspire women and busy women because we're all busy just to find <laughs> a happy medium with their finances. Cause I'm all about yes, saving and getting out of debt. But at the end of the day, we gotta be happy. We gotta live fulfilled lives right now. We, I mean, when we leave this world, we we can't take our money away or with us, and we can't take our debt with us as well. But you want to find that happy medium, and that's what I want to inspire women to do: to find ways to treat themselves uh, because hey, we deserve it. And that's the whole reason of the podcast. So, yes, you're going to get tips about savings and budgeting and and credit reports and all that, but I'm going to go beyond that and talk about issues that really pertain to women. And I'm also going to be uh, interviewing women. So if you all want to be interviewed, let me know, Uh, because if you have some great money stories or some things that you've had success with or maybe some advice, because Yes, um, this is what I do, but I'm not perfect, and I don't know everything. But I think if we all continue, you know, if I interview uh, you or in other women, uh, we can learn so much from each other. I won't disclose the name yet, 
Um, but I already have the podcast cover done. I'm actually going to be starting to record next week. So I don't have a date of when it launches because I've, there's still some things in my schedule that I have to figure out, but definitely in April. And if you're interested in a podcast, just go to my website. And if there's, I do a giveaway, a money and time saving cheat sheet. So not only will you get that, but you will get notified as to when I launch my podcast. Awesome. I love That's that. Great. It takes a village. It does, so and we'd love to help so you get it going yeah. and, and promote it and all that good stuff. So I just encourage everybody listening to head on over to jemhemphill.com and sign up to get notified of the launch of her new podcast. At jenhemphill.com is where you sign up. You just put your name and your email address in there, and she'll also give you her free time-saving cheat sheet that you can get as a giveaway once you subscribe to the list. To follow Jen, connect with her online. On Twitter, she's at Money with Jen. On Facebook, it's the same thing, facebook.com slash Money with Jen, and the same Instagram is just Jen Hemphill. Uh, we look forward to connecting with you, Jen, online and hearing more about your podcast, and we hope you'll come back once it's launched, and we'd love to help get the word out. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. I had fun chatting with you ladies. Oh, thank you so much. I have fun, too. I'm kind of inspired. See that latte you have in your cup holder right now? Yeah, you see it. It's got a pretty label and a cardboard koozie thingamajig. Well, do you know that if you simply waited to drink office coffee instead, you could save hundreds of dollars a year, dollars that could send your kids to college? Just something to think about as that liquid gold spills onto your interior at your next abrupt stop. This has been a message from Military Saves, where saving money is easy once you know where it's been going. To learn more, go to www.militarysaves.org. All right, everyone, we're back with the Military Spouse Show and the Military Spouse Coach, Krista Wells. I know you have some money-saving tips, so let's get into a couple of those. What is one of your favorite money tips? I think one of my favorite tips is just being really organized with our finances and making sure that we have all our financial materials in one place and our insurance cards and our um, everything that's in our wallet, I always have uh, another copy of all of that um, because I think being organized and keeping our receipts can help us to save money. Oftentimes if something breaks and you have a receipt, you just have a lot more leverage and can feel more on top of it. Or you can check things like I look at my bills at the end of the month and I saw two amounts of the same amount of money charged and I was able to call the company up and say, hey, let's charge twice for this item. And just keeping receipts and keeping everything organized that has to do with our finances, I think can, it's just easier if we take a few minutes to go over everything and just make sure, even when we're leaving a store, just looking over that receipt and putting it in a special organized spot. I have a money binder. <laughs> Wendy knows I love binders. And, but I love it. I had a really old dust buster and I just called the 800 number. Rather than buying a new one, I called the 800 number on it and I told them it was broken and they sent me a new one. So you just never know by keeping receipts and keeping things around. I think you can be on top of your game with saving and spending less. And then the other is to just have an investment mindset and make money work for you. Like I said, Tony Robbins' book is filled with examples. And I feel like a lot of my friends think that they have to have a lot of money to be investing. And you can take a very small percentage of your income and put it towards investing. And I just think that that's a huge way to grow your wealth. And then my last tip is just to remember, as a mom of four and an entrepreneur, that less is more. And I 
happy with myself when I followed my own advice and not overspent on his birthdays or special occasions or, you know, maybe just have an ice cream party with the kids rather than having dinner that you pay for everybody. Oftentimes you lose sight of the meaning of things because you're overspending. I know this year for East, I'm doing Easter baskets, and I go to Aldi's and get this delicious chocolate, and it's really not a lot of money, and I'll feel good because I won't be charging my credit card. I'll just be using the cash that I set aside to do a little Easter thing for the kids, and we don't have to go overboard. And sometimes when we're not feeling good ourselves, we feel like, oh, I have to get that new outfit, or I have to buy my kids a ton of Christmas presents, or I have to go overboard on what I'm bringing to a wine and cheese. And what I found is that less is more and really just focusing on connecting with your kids and connecting with each other versus some of those more expensive things. My, my boys had asked me for a $65 video game and I said, well, let's wait, you know, let's wait a couple months and see if you still want it. And they played it at all their friends' houses and I asked them again about it and they're like completely over it. And we ended up buying a puzzle and doing a puzzle as a family And that night they weren't psyched, but they're over it. So sometimes I feel like you can just put things off or just kind of focus on that less is more. And it it really, um, it doesn't feel good after the holidays to be in debt. So I love them. So we're going to put those in a bullet little list for you guys and put it on the show page for today's episode. Krista, you always do so good with all these neat little tips. Sometimes when you have kids wait, they learn that delayed gratification and that's a good little message to pass on to them and to us at the same time. Like, we have to wait for the game, Mommy. You have to wait for the Tory Burch boots. <laughs> I love so. it. All right, everybody. Well, Walk the top. Um, yes. We want to thank you so much for listening to the show today, and we look forward to being back next. And we are updating our iTunes address, so we will post that on the webpage as soon as it's active and live. And you can find Krista on Facebook at The Military Spouse Coach and follow her there. Subscribe to her email list and her teleclasses and coaching and all that good stuff. And you can find me online at Wendy Polling. Any final words before we go? Thanks so much. All right, everyone. Well, I want to thank you again for listening to The Military Spouse Show, and we will see you next time.